0: My next guest is a mindset coach, a life coach, and certified hypnotherapist who leads people through relieving their anxiety and removing anything that is blocking them from living the life they desire. Please welcome Stacey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, Stacey Johnson.
1: <laughs> Yay! I'm so happy to be here.
0: How are you? I'm so excited you're here.
1: I yeah. am doing well, and I am so glad you reached out. I, just, I love listening to your podcast, so I'm so glad I got to be a guest.
0: Yay! Hey, I'm so excited. So we all know that you are an incredible hypnotherapist and life coach. Please tell us more about what you do and who you help.
1: I, oh boy, I have been a mindset coach, life coach, and spiritual coach for two years. And I've recently added hypnotherapy because it is so powerful. is so fabulous for. People with anxiety, PSD, um, I mean, just a whole slew of things. But for me, my personal journey was it started out of anxiety, severe anxiety. And so I wanted to really kind of put that forward and let people know how wonderful hypnotherapy is because too many of us suffer needlessly and we shouldn't have to. And I feel like the more hypnotherapists and the more people that are out there that are doing this kind of work, uh, the better off we are. That when we get more people off, you know, having to take all these medications that I lived on for years myself mm. that didn't help me. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, this is
0: so powerful. So tell us more about hypnotherapy, what it does, what are the benefits of it?
1: Hypnotherapy takes you, think of it kind of like you're meditating, but you go deeper. So, or people may say when they pray any type of mindset work where you just kind of really calm the mind. But with this, we're going deeper because we're going to the theta brainwave state. We're going into, you know, that place between daydreaming where you're feeling that really relaxed kind of vibe and not quite falling asleep. And what we're, why we do that is because our memories, our beliefs, our habits. I mean, shoot, our automatic body functions are all in the subconscious mind. That's 90% of everything we do and who we are is in our subconscious. So by using hypnotherapy, we can go to that and that's where we can change those habits we wanna change and we can heal those wounds that we want to heal. And we can put in new habits that you know, replace old habits with, um, and, and even remove limiting beliefs. You know, if you have, it doesn't have to be something as serious as, you know, we think trauma immediately would go to abuse, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, it could be even just money mindset, you know, Hey, I've really got these money mindset blocks. These, these are my stories. Well, let's change those stories, whatever your stories are, let's shift that so that now you have, this different outlook on life, and you're no longer being held back from reaching your goals. So hypnotherapy allows you to go into that deeper state for that healing. What it is not, it is not sleep. You don't black out. It's not mind control. Um, You know, it's not amnesia. It's it's not truth serum. Mm -hmm. So you have all your answers inside of you. We all do but because we are trying so hard to will ourselves to get to where we want to be, we we can't just force it out. Right. Mm-hmm. So hypnotherapy allows us to go to that deeper level, to get those answers that we already have. So I teach all my clients self-hypnosis so that they can use that between their sessions, which makes them progress faster along their journey by doing a guided hypnosis session, you can actually go deeper. So self-hypnosis is very powerful on its own. But when you have someone guide you through it, you don't have to try to be in the conscious and subconscious at the same time, getting your answers, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. (laughs) So what would you say is the biggest myth around hypnotherapy?
1: The biggest myth is mind control. That's the biggest one that I hear is people are like, or they're afraid that I'm going to force them to tell me all their dirty secrets. No, (laughs) that is not the way it works. And first of all, we all have our own skeletons and it just is what it is. So for with me, it is a judgment free zone. I I don't care if you tell me you were a green alien in a past life. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's all good. But yeah, most people, they're like, they're afraid because it's a vulnerability. You know, they're like, okay, I'm letting somebody Mm -hmm. understand the truer depths of myself. Right. So they're afraid there may Mm -hmm. tell something that they're embarrassed about or that I'm going to put in a suggestion or uh, what I like to call hypno affirmation. I did not coin the term, but a hypno affirmation Kind of a reframing of your situation of what you're wanting your goal you want to go um, to achieve here. By doing that, I'm not controlling you because you only will do what you want to do. I mean, it's so not what you see on TV, it is not what you see in a Vegas show. Yes, they are actually doing hypnotherapy, but the biggest thing people need to understand is with hypnotherapy, it only works if you want it. right Mm -hmm. so if you want the outcome it will be highly effective so if you want to dance like a chicken like they have you do on a Vegas show (laughs) (laughs) you will dance like a chicken in a Vegas show um so like but in a therapeutic you know those aren't things that we ask you to do nor would I ever ask someone to do something like that but that is the big some of the biggest myths is that they think they're going to be asked something and they're going to be forced to tell the truth or they're going to somehow change in a way that is against who they are, you know, and that's it. No, we're just improving upon who you already are. You're perfect and you're beautiful. The day you were born and that person is still there, just life layers on a bunch of crap. And we're just peeling back
0: those layers. Mm. Oh, I love this so much. So I know you also talk a lot about healing and there's a million different modalities out there that can help with that. So why is hypnotherapy like that much more powerful or that much different for you? And why is it so powerful?
1: It's so powerful because you're dealing with uh, our essence, you know, our cells at our core, right? We're going to our subconscious level. Like I said, that's where our memories and our beliefs and our habits are because we're going to that space and healing it. You, for example, a person that has severe anxiety and it comes from maybe years of physical and emotional abuse, right? Mm-hmm. You go into that place where every time, you know, they have a trigger, maybe it's a song that comes on and it immediately puts that pit in their stomach and makes them feel like their chest is going to explode or they see a car that reminds them of the situation, or there's a smell. Well, hypnotherapy allows us to put in anchors in place to help you not be triggered by those situations at the same time, allowing us to heal that memory, allowing us to heal your automatic body response at that level. Cause that's also what is held in the subconscious mind is our automatic body responses, because you don't have to consciously tell yourself to breathe in and breathe out. Right. (laughs) So, but so by healing, we're going into that depth, that, that layer where all this is functioning at and we're healing it at the source. And it's just, it's faster. And it's not that these other modalities aren't uh, effective. Just hypnotherapy, at least for me and my experience and with my clients, is it's a lot faster. A study that was done by Albert Barrios is published in the American uh, Health magazine or medical uh, magazine where you know it took 600 sessions of talk therapy, right, to get a 38 percent improvement rate wow. where you could do six sessions of hypnotherapy and get a 97 percent improvement rate. I mean, so do you want to spend six weeks of your life working on one single issue or 600 sessions, which is six or
0: 10 years of your life? Wow. Yeah, that's huge.
1: (laughs) It's not that one or the other is not effective, you know, Um, but I just me, I just I don't want to continue to rehash things. I want to I'm the let's go in. Let's fix this. Let's get it done. And (laughs) let me move on to the next layer of something I need to peel back. You know, or even maybe it's self improvement. Maybe it's for me. The next one I'm going to work on is my confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, to speak up, to speak my truth, to be who I am. Or maybe it's something else. So I don't want to keep hanging on to the old patterns, Mm -hmm. old beliefs. And that's why hypnotherapy is just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm getting the chills because it's so, so good. And I want you to talk a little bit more about your own story and where you've been and how, like, you're so amazing. You're an amazing person. I respect you so much and you're so strong and you've been through a lot. So I want to like get the full picture about how you've come to be the person you are today.
1: Thank you very much. That's so sweet. Um, (laughs) You're gonna make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's various things that has happened in my life. You know, when I was very, very young, Um, I was extremely awkwardly shy and people that know me now are like, are you kidding me? (laughs) That is not even possible Um, because I can pretty much go up and talk to anybody now. But I was extremely shy. I mean, I wouldn't even speak to you unless you were family. And then it was still like close family. Like it had to be my aunt or my grandparents. But then life happens, right? You know, my parents divorced when I was 11. So now I'm forced to starting to speak up for myself more. I'm forced to having to take on more adult-like roles because, you know, my parents worked so much or, you know, for whatever reasons, you know, they weren't there all the time. So these are things that I had to change and evolve. But, you know, I had that anxiety that came from somewhere, right? From the beginning, why was I so shy? But then as an adult, because I didn't develop these better ways of communicating or better ways of growing into who I am, you know, didn't really have that guidance, that role model to that, to that degree. You know, I got married at a very young age, but I also got married to a man that was extremely mentally and emotionally abusive. You know, for seven years, I was told I was worthless. No one had ever want me and that, you know, I might as well just stick around because there's nothing out there for me. Right. Um, There was a lot of other cruel things that happened through that time. And I ended up leaving by sneaking away in the middle of the night. Many other events happened after that. You know, through our separation, it took us over a year to get a divorce. At one point during our separation, he raped me and informed me that I wanted it. I even reported it to the police and unfortunately that was in like 1998 which only two years prior to that did the laws change that a man could not legally rape his wife up to that point they could Wow. so because we were still married there was something we do but all these things culminated in me developing severe anxiety me developing PTSD. you know i i went through phases where i would just I could smell something or I'd see something and it would just, you know, all over me. I would just shut down. And those are body responses that continued to happen throughout my life. And because I did not know how to clear up those patterns, I continued to build up more patterns upon those were really what they were. They were defense mechanisms. This was my body, my subconscious mind. It was its way of protecting me. And then eventually got to the point where I just didn't want to go in public. It was difficult for me to do that. Yes. On the outside, I would put out there that I'm strong and I'm confident and I can do this because I'm very driven in my career and the things that I do. And I'm very passionate about those things. But on the inside, you know, you're dying, there are around my family and the people that you know my circle, you know, I felt like there was and nothing that they said or did, you know, and that's part of it, too, is sometimes it's not necessarily what people say or do around you. Sometimes we take on these own notions of what we think they are. So in my mind, there was a stigma around mental health. I was afraid to get help and it wasn't until um, I married my current husband who is so supportive and loving and wonderful that um, a few years into our marriage, I've, you know, I finally told him what was kind of going on with me and the things that I feel is like, why aren't you being social? Why don't you want to go do this and do that? Well, because it was these things that just kept still, you know, I'm like, Oh, well, I, you know, I've been to talk therapy. I've done the talk therapy. That's how I got diagnosed with PTSD. You know all they offered me was medication that eventually gave me stomach issues that eventually caused this problem. You know, it didn't solve anything. It gave me relief for the moment. Right. But it didn't solve it. And I wanted, I was in a place, especially in my spiritual practice where I'm like, you know what, we were made to heal. We were made to heal ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually as much as, you know, Yes, it it requires some assistance sometimes. We're made. We can do this. And I've gone through a couple of therapists and I finally found one. And I, I forced myself to try it again, right? Because my husband was looking at me one night getting dressed. And he was like, so, you know, he's just visiting with me while I'm getting dressed. And all of a sudden I just broke down in tears. And he's like, what is wrong? I'm like, I am trying to hurry up here. You don't have to rush me. He's like, I just... Really enjoyed watching you put on your makeup. I just thought I'd visit with you while you're getting ready. We're not in a hurry. And at that moment, I realized I'm the one that's broken here. This is me, all me. Wow. I have to fix this if I want to continue to have a healthy relationship. And so I sucked up the whole idea of mental health is a bad thing. And now I promote it as much as I can. To me, mental health is just as important as your physical health. We go for an annual checkup. Why not go for a mental checkup, right? Um, yeah. Because life happens. Emotional stressors happens. And all these things around us, and we think, oh, it's fine. It's just a little thing here and now. Well, these little things build up over time, and we don't realize that it's piling on because we spend our whole lives thinking, oh, just let it wash off your back like a duck or just take a few deep breaths and you'll be fine. Sorry, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck taking a deep breath. Spit it out. Say how you're feeling. You have the right. Don't validate yourself. You know? (laughs) Maybe I'm supposed to say the F word. I don't know. Sorry. (laughs) But, you know, it's just too many of us are just like, it's oh, you know, just it'll be okay. Well, maybe it won't. Not until you face it, because then what happens is what happens to me. You have a breakdown in the bathroom with somebody that loves you because they just wonder what you put on your makeup. Yeah. So I finally decided to get the help and I found a therapist and I thought, well, I'll try it one more time. thinking I'm going to try talk therapy. And she asked me, she goes, have you ever considered hypnotherapy? And I'm like, no, I don't really know what it is. You know, outside of what I see on TV, I didn't really know what it was. And I said, at this point, you know, what? I'm willing to do anything because I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of thinking I've dealt with all this emotional baggage and this thing that I feel like this always holding me back from being me, not just from being in a good relationship, but from being myself. And within a few sessions, I quit taking medication. Not, I did not ask for doctor's permission or anything. I did it on my own. I don't necessarily recommend anybody else do that. So I'm not promoting that. (laughs) But for me, I did stop taking the anxiety medication. It wasn't working anymore. I stopped taking the other medications the doctors had put me on because they weren't being effective. And what I found is I have a lot of work to do on me, but I look forward to it. I had felt so much freedom after that session. And then after a couple more sessions, I was just like, this is it. I have to learn how to do this. There's too many people out there suffering that don't need to. I have not had a panic attack in years, three years at least.
0: Oh my gosh. Honestly, if you can, check out Stacey. She's amazing. I've had uh, two sessions with her, I believe, and it was just amazing. Like, you need to reach out to her and book your session now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast. Um, what does being a powerful leader mean to you?
1: Being a powerful leader is being willing to be open, to be flexible and be willing to go first. You know, pave the way. It doesn't mean others are going to follow your path, but be willing to go and show them this is all the possibilities that are out there. And I feel like that's what I'm trying to do with what... You know, by showing people you don't have just because you came from an abusive situation, you don't have to just survive your life. You can thrive in life. So it is my responsibility as a leader to other people who have been abused is to pave that way and show you you can thrive. There's the whole world of possibilities out there. Find your path and let's do it. You know, I'll go along with you, but let's do it. And I think leaders need to show them what is possible. Not to say, hey, I'm up here. Come on and join me. No, just stick out a hand and pull them up there. Let's go. Be the example, right?
0: Yeah, this is good. Oh, I love you so much. You're amazing. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Amazing. So where can people go to connect with you further online?
1: They can find me on Instagram. Um, I am instagram.com slash stageo, S-T-A-J-O. Um they can also find me on Facebook. I am Stacy J, that is an I E for Stacy. And uh, my website at iamstacy.com.
0: Yay, amazing. So yeah, go check out Stacy. She's amazing. Go follow her, uh buy her services. It's going to change your life forever and you won't regret it. Thank you Stacy for your time for being here and for sharing with us. Thank you so much for having me. I have really enjoyed this. Thank you. Love you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy. Say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.